How many of you um, on this New Year's Day have a have something you'd like to change for 2017 over 2016 in your life? You want it to be different. You don't have to sneak it up there. I'm saying I'm going to be different this year. I'm going to try something this year. I started out this morning trying to get here without my wallet and and all the accoutrements, and I managed to do that. But but uh, one of the things that we try to do when we make changes in our lives, or one of the things we fight against, is the pattern of our lives is so difficult to change because we're used to doing it. It's like the ruts is when you see all the things of the wagon trains, you know, all the wagons were the same widths, and so the ruts were the right. If you'd had a wagon that was six inches wider, it would have broken apart much earlier because it couldn't be in the ruts. There's this pattern in our lives. Our lives are about the habits, and I want to, and, and I hate to tell you this, but some of you may know this, that the way we act, that actually is the sum of our character. It's not about the things that we think about. It's the way we actually act that is who we are. I, I have lots of really happy thoughts in my life, the things that I want to be different about. But when I act out of the same pattern over and over and over again, sometimes those happy thoughts, those new ideas, don't actually make it into the pattern. Anybody have that experience? You could put your hand in the back pocket if you like. <laughs> I see hands going up. And so I want to read this. I, uh, this is similar to the Lord's Prayer, but it's not exactly the Lord's Prayer as we get there. This is from Luke 11, verses 1 to 13. But I want you to notice this. Once Jesus was in a certain place praying, and as he finished, one of his disciples came to him and said, Lord, teach us to pray just as John taught his disciples. So if you're wondering why I'm talking about patterns so far, that's right there in that first verse, isn't it? Jesus is in a place praying, and as he quits, his disciples are looking at him going, he prays, John taught his disciples to pray. The pattern is the master teaches the students. Teach us to pray. Now the following verse does something. It's not just how to, what to pray for, but maybe a methodology that we haven't thought about. So here it goes. I'm going to read it, and we'll go back to it and remind you as I go through this. Jesus said, this is how you should pray. Father, may your name be kept holy. May your kingdom come soon. Give us each day the food we need, and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sinned against us, and don't lead us into temptation. Then, teaching them more about prayer, he used the story. Suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, and you said to him, A friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And don't you suppose he'll call out from his bedroom, Don't bother me. The door is locked for the night. My family and I are all in bed. I can't help you. I mean, that's the way we imagine that going, right? If we go knock on our neighbor's door, let me go, leave me alone. But I tell you this, though he won't do it for his friendship's sake, if you keep knocking long enough, he'll get up and give you whatever you need because of your shameless persistence. 
Now, that's an interesting choice of words there, shameless persistence. I like it. We'll talk about that in a moment. And so I tell you, keep on asking and you will receive for what you ask. Keep on seeking and you will find. Keep on knocking and the door will be open to you. For everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who seeks, finds. And to everyone who knocks, the door will be opened. You fathers, if your children ask for a fish, do you give them a snake instead? Or if they ask for an egg, do you give them a scorpion? Of course not. So if sinful people know how to give good gifts to their children, how much more will your heavenly Father give the Holy Spirit to those who ask? Okay, so what to pray for? This is, this is pretty interesting. Some of you have heard, how many, before I start here, how many of you have heard 20 sermons on the Lord's Prayer in your lifetime? Okay, and they talk about things. I'm going to talk about this a little briefly, and then we're going to talk about why we go about it in a certain way. I've sermonized this a lot. This is the thing. Um, when you pray, hallowed be your name, or, or may your name be kept holy, what we're talking about here in God is, God, may your reputation be different from the world's thought about you. Let me say that again. What we're really talking about here is God's reputation. May your name be holy. May your name be known different than all the rest of the world knows everybody else's name. Could you be separately known? Could you be different? Now, in real life, we handle it this way. Um, Christianity is labeled or talked about as an alternative to the world's way of doing things. If I say that again, it's an alternative to the world ways, world's ways of doing things. Um, what, what are some essential changes that have to happen if you have an alternative? Well, it has to be different. It has to be different. If it's exactly the same, you can say, would you like to be hit with my left hand or my right hand? Those aren't really alternatives, unless your left cheek hurts more. But those aren't really alternatives. So God's name is known, his reputation is known in a certain way. But if you're in a world where there's lots of gods and they're all seen as very similar, it's really important to start talking about God in the ways that he's different. May your name be holy. Can it be separately known? Can it be differently known? Can, can your reputation of the things that you actually be that you're actually doing, can that reputation be known in the world today? May your kingdom come. Now, his kingdom is coming, and, and we've experienced a little bit of it. Um, the best example I can think of right now from the story from the Grinch Who Stole Christmas is that moment where his heart goes from two sizes too small to three sizes too big. Or is it three sizes too small to two sizes? It doesn't matter. His heart is enlarged to a moment. His kingdom has come into our lives when our hearts are enlarged and changed from stone into flesh. But is that the end of his king coming kingdom? Is that all that happens in our lives? When you come in, into Christ and you get to know him and he changes your life and he, and he changes the way you understand everything about him, is that all that happens? Just that one-time experience? No. 
His kingdom comes, and it keeps coming. And, and the initial beachhead in your life, if, if you will, is that moment in the Grinch where the heart gets too big for the container, and, it just exp- and your life is changed. The problem with that is you still have a pattern in your life, and now you have a heart that doesn't fit that pattern, and you have to start changing patterns. And that's what they're asking for here. How do we pray this different? Well, how do we make God's reputation known, and then this coming change in our life, how do we get that expanded not only in our lives, but how do we help others get the expansion pack in their life? For those of you who know new games and things like that, we were shopping, Alex and I were at this wall of games in in the Tri-Cities. There's this place called Adventures Underground, and he was going to buy a game. And you know, games don't come, they don't just come with one thing now, they all have expansion packs. Right? You buy the basic game and then you buy add-ons and add-ons and add-ons, so it's a more intricate game. And they all cost about $40 a piece, unless it's an expensive game in which they're $80 a piece. Is that about right? Or more. (laughs) And they're all beautifully designed and all those things. But how do you've got the basics and you want the expansion pack? You want his kingdom to continue to grow in your life. You want more of the same. You want a more intricate knowledge of that kingdom. But how do you get somebody else that doesn't know the game? How do you get that? How do you get them to know that game? Or how do you get them to know this Lord? Well, his, his reputation must be known for who he is. You can't teach people about God by telling them things he doesn't do. See, that doesn't work, does it? If you tell people about God and you use examples that are not from his life and the way God works in your life, then you're not telling the truth. So may his reputation, the way that you live, be a reflection of the way that he lives in you so that then others can see that initial part and not only get the first, the first spot of a changed life, but also the expansion packs that you've bought and worked for. I want to take a little moment and sit here for a second. Is, is my language about the games and the expansion packs helping your understanding of what's going on here, or is that just, or is it confusing you? Anybody that's more confused now than is, okay, good. I, I, I should be more patient here. Okay, now the next part of the prayer. This, remember, is not the full Lord's Prayer. This is another spot here. The next thing is, give us the bread we need today. Now, for centuries, they didn't understand the word epiusion, which was to be daily bread, and they thought it was a special spiritual bread that you needed and only God could provide it. But what he's saying is, is give us the stuff for our bodies that we need today. Do you think that God's not interested in your physical needs? He is. God is really interested in your physical needs and your needs that that just keep your body going. Give us today our daily bread. Take care of our bodily needs. And so, do you want to take it out and turn it off? (laughs) I I know you're, you're sitting there... 
unhappy about it, but it's okay. It's okay. It went off. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> Most of you might not have heard that. It was... Uh, My daughter's yeah. on the phone. I better answer it or I'll be in trouble. <laughs> you know how that goes in your life, right? Do you have somebody that you get in trouble for if you don't answer the phone? Me too. But so, <laughs> yeah, we all have that. So... Um, as we're praying about this, teach us how to pray. Don't just think that God is interested in your spiritual needs, but ask him to help take care of your bodily needs. He's, he's not just interested in your spirit, your whole being. Now, on the other hand, forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. He's not just interested in your bodily needs. He's interested in your spiritual needs. So when you put those two together and you're praying, let God be involved in every aspect of your life. Don't separate it out. Don't put the food on the food tray and then have to have all the trays where the food doesn't mix. Do you get that? You know people that don't like their food to touch? I know some people that don't like their, you know, their vegetables can't touch the main course and, and all that. Well, I hate to tell you this, but half of our world is that way with their spiritual lives. Well, my Sunday life is not the same as my Monday life, and I just can't have that stuff that I learned on Sunday touch the world. You know, I can't bring that up. I don't follow that. No, we don't separate out our lives like that. So when we learn how to pray, we keep, we, we keep God involved in all aspects of our life. That's what he's talking about here. And protect us from the places that will break us. And Lord, keep us from temptation. How many of you have temptation and things like that in your life? Yeah, yeah? How many of you have people in your life that are, that are so, so bad that they're actually a trap for you? That, that, that you and them have done things together, and, and if you hang out with them, bad things are going to happen to you. Do you have people in your life that have been that way? If Maybe not now, but maybe some other time in your life. That every time you hang out with somebody, you end up doing something you don't want to do. Lord, keep us from those spots where we fall and break. Keep us from temptation. So not only take care of our daily needs, take care of our spiritual needs, but, but help us also maintain some sense of order in our lives so that when we get asked about your reputation, we have an answer and we're not just broken completely. That's the prayer that he says when you start a pattern in your life, start your pattern in this way. Keeping God involved, ask for your stuff that you need for your body, ask for the stuff you need for your spirit, don't separate them out, and Lord, ask for help keeping out of the spots that are bad for you. Now that seems kind of simple, doesn't it? Now comes the fun part. How do we go about praying this way? Now, if I read this again, and I say this this way, then suppose you went to a friend's house at midnight wanting to borrow three loaves of bread, and you say to him, a friend of mine has just arrived for a visit, and I have nothing for him to eat. And don't you suppose he'll call out from his bedroom, don't bother me. But if you keep on asking and you keep on knocking, pretty soon he's just going to get out of bed and help. 
Isn't that the story? This isn't a story that Jesus tells you about interacting with your neighbors. He's using the story about who you pray to. Is there a moment in your life where you think, well, I can't ask God that question? That's just ridiculously stupid to ask, and it would bother him. Well, we might think some things like that, but Jesus is actually saying, be shameless in the face of God. Let him interact with that part of your life. You just keep on coming and you keep on coming and and you might get to a spot where you're just going, man, I just keep asking for this and I'm not getting it and I'm not getting it and I'm not getting it. But C.S. Lewis would say, this is a line from one of the books, um, uh, one of his books, A Grief Observed. And I don't know if you've read A Grief Observed. It's the book that he wrote after his wife had died of cancer, and, and he sort of, um, he uses this language in there where he sort of vivisects or dissects his life and his thought process through the, it's actually a fairly painful read, but he says this in it later. He says, I keep praying to God to change. I want God to change, but the prayer changes me. You keep on bringing that stuff to God. Now, maybe, maybe you need to pray at the end of a pen for a while to, to hear what your prayers sound like. Do you know how you do that? You start writing them out. I'm just going to write in a pen like this. I know some people that they used to say, well, what if you're saying, I need to have a certain, you know, I'd like to change jobs and I'm asking for guidance from God and I want a new job and I need to have a certain type of car. I would need to be able to get a certain type of car for that job and all this stuff. Well, you write that out and you just keep writing that out and just see. Pretty soon you'll start to understand how, how seriously odd that sounds if you hear it from God's perspective. But you keep on coming. And you keep interacting with him on your daily needs. You just keep coming and you do it shamelessly. That's what this is talking about here. So keep on asking and you'll receive. But it it changes. It keeps doing. Keep on asking. Keep on knocking. Keep on coming. You stay engaged in that relationship, that new pattern that you're setting in prayer, where you're going to not separate out part of your life, where you're you're going to ask about all the sections of your life and all your needs, and you're going to set a new pattern. You're going to set a new pattern for your life. And you're going to keep on seeking and asking, and it's going to be opened, and the thing you're asking for will be given to you, but this is the answer down here at the end. For your Father will give you the Holy Spirit if you ask him. Now, is he saying that he's going to give you every single thing you ask for in your life? No, he's not actually saying that. What he's saying is you stay engaged, and he's going to give you the thing you actually need, and you actually but he may transform you in the process of that conversation. Now, how do you pray? Now, how many of you, if I were to ask you, don't raise your hand for this unless you just really feel like it. How many of you have an active daily prayer life that just fills your heart with joy? Is there anybody in the room that has one of those? I see some hands and some shaking hands. If, if you wished you did. Okay, so what he's saying here is start the pattern, 
Keep it simple. Stay involved. Set the pattern of your life where this is the thing that starts. And it's not going to be easy. How many of you have started a new pattern in your life? It's not actually, let me say this. If you started a new pattern in your life, was it easier than keeping a New Year's resolution? No. (laughs) How many of you have um, tried to learn something new in your life later on? We call them old dog tricks, right? (laughs) You, You learn an old dog trick to prove you're not an old dog. How many, how, is it easier than when you were 20 or 10? No, it's harder, isn't it? So you have to discipline yourself to a new pattern, don't you? So you, you come into this thing and you say, God, I want to I I know the content of your character. The way that the content of my character is all the things that I do. I want to know that about you. I want my heart expanded by my relationship with you. And I want to be able to help others get that expansion too. And you start asking for it. And you don't hold back. So I'm, I'm kind of talking to everybody else over your shoulder, right? You understand that. But you asked, and it's all good. But you don't leave out your, your physical needs. You have those, don't you? They affect. Does, do your physical needs affect your attitude toward life? A little bit. So don't leave them out of the conversation. What about, let's say you're doing a really good job talking about your physical needs, but there's a spot in your life where where you've not forgiven somebody or somebody hasn't forgiven you. Does that affect your outcome or the way you act? And so you ask for forgiveness to flood in and you start asking for good gifts, not just for you, but for the people that you're having problems with. Lord, bless them, bless me, move in our lives. And what is that blessing going to be? The Holy Spirit involved. And God, help me not get to the spot where I always fall, where I always blow it. Keep me from that spot today. And, and, and those people that have been through uh, 12-step programs are very familiar with the autobiography autobiography and five simple steps because they talk about this. You walk down a road and you fall in a hole and it takes you a long time to get out. It's not your fault. The next day you walk down the road, you fall in the hole. It doesn't take you as long to get out, but, it's, but it is your fault you fell in the hole. The third day you walk down the road, you fall in the hole. You're out very quickly. It's your fault, and you understand. The fourth day, you walk down a different street. (laughs) You go down a different street. This is how you set a pattern in your life, right? So how do you change a pattern? I did this wrong. I did the five steps wrong, but they're in there. (laughs) I know that I'm wrong, and I'm missing my daughter deeply right now to correct me like she did on Christmas (laughs) Day because she knows these things too. But we set these patterns in our life. So those of you who want a prayer pattern that's deeply fulfilling, you have to start. And it's sort of like if I want to bench press 250 pounds, I'm not going to start with the bar at 250 pounds because it's not going to help, right? I can sit there under the bar and just push on it and not get it off the little rack. Isn't helping you. 
but maybe you need to start with all the bars, all the weights off and just the bar for a little bit and, and get used to doing the position right. Get your wrist strong enough to hold it. Do this and you do something simple and you do, and then you put a little weight on and you, you, you work up to it. But we get life from the patterns in our lives in the same way that some of the patterns in our life steal our life from us. Jesus, teach us to pray in a pattern that's like yours. That's what he's doing here. The kingdom comes into our lives in fits and starts, if you will. If you experience that, it's like you you get you you go boom and the world is new for a second and suddenly you just sit there for a while and they call that a plateau. When you're on the plateau, you climbed up and you're and nothing seems to change. They call that fits and starts. The kingdom of God it works its way in. Now there are there are traditions in Christian thought that say God is in charge of that, and you just you once you hit that moment where you get this big thing, you just go looking for the next one, and you just wait for God to do it. Our tradition has part of that in it, but it has this other thing in it called disciplines, where we we don't just work, we don't just go. I wonder where God's going to work next. We go. I'm going to read. And I'm going to discipline myself to read his word. I'm going to pray. I'm going to do that. I'm going to, I'm going to do some service. I'm going to do those. Because those things put you nearby where God's working more often. So those big altar moments are more readily found. They hope to change the focus of your eyes. That's what we're doing today, right? We're setting a pattern when we talk about prayer. We're setting a pattern of life-giving into our lives. May you do that. May you have the gumption to try and set a new pattern. I think I'm going to stop there. Does anybody need any assistance with the gumption to start a new pattern in their life? Keep on knocking. Keep on asking. And the help will be given to you through the Holy Spirit. Sometimes there's going to be some human hands to that Holy Spirit assistance. Sometimes there won't be. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, I thank you for the pattern changes in our life that you bring. For the, for the vision that says the pattern I'm in that's not good, that is the work of the Holy Spirit in my life. That's your kingdom about to expand in my heart, in our hearts. Expand in our hearts, O 